0: This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 15th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 14th of July. We live in a very, very dangerous world. London is now the murder capital of the world. Many of us don't feel safe venturing out alone after dark, and our roads are veritable places of peril as road rage seems to grip an ever-growing number of motorists we've all witnessed road traffic accidents and the phenomenon of rubbernecking passing motorists slowing down so that they can get a closer look at the tragedy one of the things we were taught um, years ago was that if you're a priest you should never pass a crash scene without stopping to see if you could go to do some good if you could help i haven't tried it lately but I dare say because of health and safety, you wouldn't be allowed anywhere near a disaster scene, even as a priest wishing to offer some assistance. Add to that the natural sense of reticence that we all feel when faced with someone in need, and you have the story of the Good Samaritan, or at least the story of the people who passed by on the other side. When I studied sacred scripture, the one thing I remember above all was being taught that everything in the Bible is ultimately about Jesus Christ, like a fine diamond. The more we look, the more we see this in all its facets. The story of the Good Samaritan is all about morality, for sure, that we should care for the suffering, those who are outside or on the margins. The church, though, has always seen this story as a great illustration Of who Jesus Christ is. And there is one place you can see this illustrated if you go to Chartres Cathedral in France, in one of the great windows there, intertwined are the stories of the Good Samaritan and the fall of man. Now, the fathers of the church saw this as a great illustration of how Jesus Christ cures us fallen human beings. Jerusalem, from which the man travels, is the symbol of perfection and of a well-ordered good spiritual life. Jericho was considered a place of sin and was downhill from Jerusalem in every sense. So the man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho represents the fall. And we are all that man who, through sin, have made our way from the heights of God's friendship to the depths of Jericho. We are meant to be drawn into this story to identify with this figure. And he was robbed. Now, symbolically, sin robs us of what is best in us. When we fall out of friendship with God, our minds become distorted. When we lose friendship with God, we are robbed of the proper functioning of our wills. We don't know what to choose anymore or know what is right. We are robbed in a certain way of our human dignity. The Council of Trent says that we have lost the likeness unto God. Anyone who's been robbed will tell you that it's not the things that you lose, the things that have been taken from you, but the dignity that you are stripped of that affects you most. So with sin, we are robbed of our human dignity and the beauty we ought to have. The robbers beat him up and leave him half dead. Sin also leaves us feeling half dead, or rather only half alive. In the eyes of the world, if we are living in sin, we might seem to be functioning at a very high level, but you're half dead, not fully alive. As St Irenaeus famously says, the glory of God is a person fully alive. The implication is that if we're in sin, we are not fully alive and not what God wants us to be. So this is all a portrait us a priest and a Levite see the man and pass by the moral behind this is clear when you see someone in need you should go and help them but the fathers of the church again say look at those two who pass by they are going in the same direction as the man they too are going down from Jerusalem to Jericho religion too is affected by sin They represent a religious practice that had become self-absorbed, self reverential and just done for the sake of the ego. Fallen religion is not going to save us then or now. And then Jesus comes along in the person and portrait of the Good Samaritan. He is depicted as a Samaritan because they were hated. They were outsiders. Jesus was not loved universally either. Hatred for him culminated on the cross. Because the Samaritans were a mixed race, part Jew, part pagan. Jesus himself is God and man. But Jesus takes pity. And this is the portrait of our God, a God characterised by having pity for us. That is why he has come, precisely to save us, coming close, gathering us up, healing us, with wine and oil, which is the sacramental life of the church, as we see it used in the sacraments. He pours into our wounds his life by means of the sacraments, just as the church pours into the wounded souls the life of Jesus Christ. Before he leaves, he takes out two silver coins. He pays for the man. Redemption, in the Latin, means to pay for, to buy back Jesus by his death has paid the price and bought us back. So in the life of the Church, we celebrate the fact that we have been saved. But the most poignant words are the final ones. Now go and do the same yourself. It touches our consciences on the level of what we call sins of omission. We say it at the start of every Mass. I confess the things I have done and what I have failed to do. How often have we met someone beaten up and half-dead on our way? Someone perhaps in sin who needs redemption, who needs to have Jesus pour wine and oil into their wounds. How often have we had the chance to do an act of practical charity, which we have ignored, passed by on the other side, couldn't be bothered, or even complained that someone was there before my eyes, in the way, just inconvenient so many victims of life that we see along the way, and we think somebody else will care for them, someone else will do it. Have we perhaps become unwittingly casualties of a fallen religion that, like those who passed by, have become thoughtless, self reverential egotistical? We don't ever have to look very far, do we? The one person in the Gospel who was never insensitive to the plight of others, is Mary. She always went out of herself, seeking out those who needed her love. The Church applies to Mary some words of the book of Ecclesiastes, I am the mother of beautiful love and holy hope. Her pure and beautiful love is the inspiration and model for our charity, our love of Christ and neighbour, which motivates and moves us as we travel along the roads of this earth. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.